0: I missed your call. Please leave your name and your phone number, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Thank you. I have a neighbor story for you. Cool. When I moved in here, on the side of the house, we have a little strip of yard, but it was all sand. Okay. I remember you did a lot of work on that side. So I spent a lot of time out there when we first moved in, planting a big hibiscus, and I would see neighbors coming through all the time. And a neighbor walked by one time. Here's the thing about this neighbor, unlike everyone else who would walk up and down and say hello, even introduce themselves, give a name, but then I wouldn't really see them again. But this person, her name was Metro. Imagine a small woman in a bulky blue jacket bundled up like a kid in well-worn hand-me-downs all you can see is Metro's face beaming up at you. Metro's voice, Sorry, I missed your call. was thin and warbly, but even though Metro sounded old, in person she was spry. Every day she would walk down to the beach and back. She said the beach was her church. I once said, oh yeah, walking on the beach is very nice. She corrected me, she's like, no, I jog. While she was jogging, she'd collect sand dollars, which she'd bring back and decorate my garden with. So even if I didn't see her one day, I'd know that she'd been by. So we developed this friendship. hmm At one point though, she said, Luce, I have to ask you a favor. Will you be the executor of my estate? My name is Lucen. The French person I've been speaking with, that's Sonia. We're hanging out in my living room. Sonia and I met 10 years ago when she made creme brulee at a potluck on the other side of town. What did I make? I brought frozen persimmons. I can't say that Sonia and I were very close, not back then. However, at the end of that year, Sonia moved back to Paris. This is when we became good friends. Sonia kept visiting San Francisco a lot, about once or twice a year for a few weeks each time and each time she visited, she'd stay with my partner and I. That's when Sonia and I learned that we were the kind of friends who can hang out all day, eat every meal together, for weeks, and still have something to chat about over tea. Metro and I could also chat for hours. Before you hear the rest of my conversation with Sonia, there are six things you need to know about Metro, including one spoiler. First, Metro lived alone. She rented a house up the block from me from a woman who had been kind to her long ago, but had since moved far away. Second, as I said earlier, I live with my partner, but I was often home alone, and like I was telling Sonia, I took frequent breaks to tend the garden. Whenever Metro walked by, she'd stop to chat. I didn't want to make her late to church, so I'd walk with her down to the beach. It didn't take long before we were ringing each other's doorbells to see if the other person was around. Third, Metro, like me, had a small, sand-filled yard. She'd carpeted hers with clippings of ice plants from the beach. Ice plants are succulents that are kind of like grass if grass were made of juicy sausages the color of hummingbirds and sunset. Metro's ice plants had dried up and turned black. She blamed the dogs and mailman. They ignored the fence she'd made, which, to be fair, was more of a symbolic gesture of twigs and twine. At that point, anyway. Metro had a sharp eye for driftwood and abandoned bed slats, and she asked me to help with fortifications. Fourth, Metro's living room window leaked. Fifth, Metro didn't like talking about herself, or her past. I don't want to remember the black hole, she'd say. She'd say, in the old days, phone numbers changed, you moved and your number changed. Then her warbly voice would get warblier while she remembered people that she missed. She'd tell me about her jaw pain and the doctors she avoided going to. I hate people who make conclusions without explaining why, you understand? Is your jaw hurting now? I'd ask, ready to walk in silence or tell her a story for a change. I cannot let it affect my life. You see what I'm saying? Then she'd laugh and keep on talking for another hour or two. She'd tell me what frustrated her that day—the loud announcements on the bus, a neighbor's cigarette smoke, the boring senior lunches downtown. Then she'd look at the beach and smile. One day, Metro invited me inside to inspect her leaky window. Seeing inside someone's home, taking off your outside shoes and patting softly around where someone gets comfortable, That's also a symbolic gesture. It's intimate and private. What I will tell you is that Metro was a kind host, and when she moved out, she wouldn't need many boxes, nor leave a mark. What Metro didn't use, she gave away. When she couldn't play basketball anymore, she gave me her basketball. When she couldn't wail on her full acoustic drum set anymore like a badass, she gave it to a friend of mine who had a band. Later, Metro would say things that worried me. Do you have enough? I'd ask, treading carefully around things she didn't like to talk about. I have my shirt and my shoes, she'd say. I used to imagine people running from a fire. Now I understand them. I'd nod, still at the imagining stage. It's awful to lose things you care for. Actually, it's a revelation. I don't miss things, she'd laugh. I miss the little things, my dear. The fork, the knife. But I don't care much about anything anymore. I don't need 10 pairs of socks. I'd not again, imagining the 10 pairs of socks I'd bought the day before, just for convenience. One time I gave Metro a hot water bottle to help with her jaw pain. She was upset that I'd spent money on her and gave it back to me. I never fixed Metro's leaky window or aspirational fence. I never helped with her jaw pain or daily frustrations. I was just there, in the neighborhood, doing nothing. I'm not sure if you're Christian, she'd say to me, but it doesn't matter. I just feel like someone is watching over me. Six, and this is the spoiler. A year or maybe two after I meet Metro, Metro's landlord will need to move back in. Or maybe her landlord's mom or something, who knows. Metro and I will go on a short eternity of walks talking about how she's trying to secure below-market housing until one day she stops answering the doorbell. She said, Louis, I have to ask you a favor. Will you be the executor of my estate? Wow. Do you know what an executor is? Not exactly, but uh, like, do you, you have to manage the the transmission or something? The what? Uh, go for it. Explain to me. I don't know either. I think it's when someone passes away, when someone dies. Yeah. Someone needs to resolve their accounts and assets and things. That's what I had in mind. Yes. I said transmission, like in transmitting something, transfer from one person to the other. So did you turn her request down? Editor Luce cutting in for the last time. Look, I wanted to be Metro's executor. I wanted to be there for her, like a reliable friend and caring neighbor, the kind who provides warmth and sustenance at a potluck. Symbolically, I mean. But this was too much for me. I didn't share stories about myself with Metro. She never came inside my home or met my partner. We didn't schedule meetings. I'd run up to her house and push a doorbell, and she'd ring mine. I liked the delight of seeing Metro at the door, not the expectation. Part of me was like, I'm not responsible enough for this. sounded like a big ask. Yeah. I mean, probably it was something she was really worried about. um, Yeah. Having someone to take care of it. And Mm -hmm. possibly she didn't have someone close enough. Like, maybe you were not intimate enough for that role, but possibly she didn't have anyone. I don't think she had anyone. Yeah. She lived alone. But, like, even further away, like, kids living abroad or something. She was very secretive about her family. I eventually learned her full name. One time she was telling me a story and she sort of referred to herself, mm-hmm. which was not Metro. She moved here from Canada, I believe. She was married to someone, but I don't think that went very well. And she was very happily either divorced or widowed, no kids. Eventually she had to move. So she's not there anymore. Yeah, she's not there anymore. I often wonder, what she's up to, how yeah. she's doing. Uh, for sure. But do you know where she moved? Before she left, she did get a phone. And she gave me her number, but she never answered it. How are you? Hi Metro. I'm so glad that you kept my number. So how is your pattern? It's doing well. The hibiscus is still flowering. She's grown really tall. Thank mm-hmm. you.